0: Well, welcome everyone to this edition of Human Wisdom Live, and we're going to be talking today about bullying and harassment, which is very common in the world, in work, in schools, and relationships, and my guest today is Brian McDougall. Brian is an old friend of mine, but he's also a life and executive coach in Hong Kong, so welcome, Brian. Thank you, Minaj. Pleasure welcome. to be here. Yeah, I really look forward to our conversation today. I first met Brian when he was a squash coach in the American Club in Hong Kong, and I was doing a spine surgery fellowship there uh, way back when, almost 30 years ago, 93, I think, or something like that, or 94. Yeah, 94, yeah. 94, okay. Yeah. Um, but Brian brings many insights from the corporate world to, um, to the discussion. We look forward to that. So, Brian, let's get started with just how big a problem is, you know, how often, how much of bullying and harassment have you seen in the corporate world? Well,
1: in the corporate world, it's interesting um, because a lot of what I deal with are executives. um, Mm -hmm. And um, in some ways, it feels like, it's almost a culture of bullying. Mm. Um, you know, everybody is striving to get ahead. Mm. This aren't viewed as bullying. Mm. Um, but when I work with some of them who have got their feedback, their 360 feedback, um, and they've been suggested that they do some coaching with me, it's surprising how many of them have no idea that they're bullying and uh, really don't want to be bullies.
0: Ah, Really interesting, yes. So according to the stats around the world, I've just done a little bit of research. The biggest staff survey in the world, which is the National Health Service in the UK, 18% of people felt bullied. In school surveys in America, 12 to 18-year-olds, 20% say they're bullied. And of course, one in three of us are in an abusive relationship. We look at all the stats around the world. Roughly, um, one in three people are um, in an abusive relationship. Now, abuse, of course, carries many different meanings, and that's one of the challenges with the word bullying, because what's bullying to you may not feel um, bullying to me. Um, so, what are the different kinds of bullying that we come across, Brian? In organizations what are the different ways it manifests so one way
1: it doesn't manifest is in violence Hmm. um that's that's clearly not acceptable um okay it would be very odd for it to um it manifests um in energy um presence tone Mm -hmm. Um, It, if I look at it, see the managers that I deal with, uh, the executives, they have one way of reacting to situations. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's a learned response and that's how they deliver it and they don't separate the problem the people. So it's, um, they get excited, they get angry, they're in a sense getting harassed from above. I saw one the other day where somebody did something that was perceived as not perfect and his boss who wasn't involved in this project was really angry with him because it made him look bad. Um, so he expressed his anger, um, having not even been involved in it. So it can just be a reprimand, uh, for in a situation yes. yeah, where information, they don't have all of the information. They're just angry because they look bad.
0: So anger can be perceived as bullying. So it can be, course, well, physical in some cases. Um, in relationships, particularly. Um, Verbal, which is what you just said, anger, just reprimanding someone. Or psychological, in the sense you give someone the silent treatment or you exclude them from the group. I know a friend of mine here whose boss doesn't like him. So every time they go out for a drink or a cup of coffee, they exclude him from that um, gathering. And then that's a kind of intimidation too. And of course, growing increasingly, there's cyberbullying, and there's you know, social media is absolutely rife with people being mean to each other. And at the end of the day, it's people being mean to each other. But you brought out some a really interesting point right at the beginning, which is that these forms of behavior are normalized, so we don't even call them bullying. Right? That we could just morning. be yeah, we could just be mean to each other. And that's just regarded as normal and it's well i was told of
1: um in japan where a housewife got really upset with her husband because he was actually coming home too early and so what she knew was that because he's coming home too early it means he's not getting invited out drinking by the boss Mm. So his career is obviously going nowhere. He's done something wrong. Yeah. Uh, So in that culture, it's just you don't get invited for the drink, and you know you've you've been ostracized.
0: Yes. So absolutely there's
1: I remember in in India,
0: it's just normal for the boss to say, Hey, my relatives are coming by this train. Will you pick them up from the station? And we would look at that and say, that's real, really bullying, it's taking advantage. But there, somebody might look at that and say, oh, he likes me, he's trusting me with this, he's actually doing me a favor, I'm gonna be better than the next guy who he's not asking to you know, do his vegetable shopping for him, or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so we, the cultural context is, has to be taken into account it's very still hard bullying. to
1: define hmm. it's hard to define bullying hmm. but i think we have to look in that we're being treated in a way that we don't like being treated yes if i were to make a very simple definition yes and and then of course what happens at that point is the most important thing yes i can be treated in a way that i don't like being treated But how do I deal with it? Yes, And ultimately, maybe I'm getting ahead of us
0: here. Yeah, yeah, we'll come to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. So what impact does bullying have, long-term bullying? I mean, in relationships, organizations, schools, how does it affect affect people in so many different ways? People
1: too often take it on board. There's something wrong with me. That's why I'm being bullied. Mm. And along with that, then, OK, it's my fault. Um, they feel helpless to get out of it. Mm. This feeling of helplessness, powerlessness, um, depressed, feeling
0: rejected. Um, could be just feeling unsafe and afraid. Yes. I think fear is a big one. But it's okay. it affects your sleep. Uh, in schools, it affects your academic achievement. Um, low self-esteem you know as you said you think you're deserving of it
1: (laughs) you know which leads which leads to shame and to me that's one of the the worst things that can happen to a person they feel shame
0: yes my partner's treating me badly and you kind of rationalize it don't you in a way to yourself and well I deserve it or it's normal you know whatever it is um
1: well yes this this is what happens and this is what happens when we don't separate sort of the content from the delivery okay and so very often okay like if it's in a home situation if it's in a work situation there's a problem and the person is presenting the problem, and obviously they're presenting you as the problem, Mm. but they're delivering it in a way that's harmful, hurtful, violent, rude, whatever. So if we mix the two together, it's yes, I didn't iron your shirt. Um, I'm getting all of this abuse because I didn't iron the shirt. I guess I'm somewhat responsible.
0: That's when we start to self-harm. Yes, yes. And uh, I mean, I've seen that in organizations and of course people do that sometimes unconsciously, as you said, right at the beginning, that you have some executives who get 360 feedback and realize people think they're bullies and they're mortified. I didn't think I was a bully, you know, that kind of thing. Just like I never think I have a prejudice, for example. Hmm. Um, so what do you think is going on in the mind of a bully? What makes human beings so mean to each other? Why, why do we bully others? It's really being, just being mean to people, right? There's so many reasons, but let's tease this whole thing apart. Yes, uh, you can
1: easily say it's being mean to people if you're looking at it from the view of the people. But If you look at it from the bully, that may or may not be the
0: case. Yes. He doesn't think or she doesn't think they're being mean. They're just being normal. Um, In some cases, they think they're helping.
1: They think that this is tough love. This person really needs to up their game and I'm going to be the one that's going to help them to do this and I'm going to show them the way and uh, you know I I dealt with one situation where a father who was incredibly intelligent very arrogant wanted the sons to be perfect Uh, and would use shame whenever they weren't operating in a way that he thought they should be. They thought that this was the norm. And one of the sons went on to treat his girlfriend like this, to help her.
0: Um, yes. Obviously, that didn't work out that well. Um, yes. Yes. So that's an important point. So bullying is... Conditioned behavior, which then becomes normalized, and then you treat other people in the same way. You don't even regard it as bullying, you just think that's normal. That very often people
1: learn one mode of operation. Yes. And they use that you know, you give a kid a hammer and everything's a nail. This is the way they are. They're being honest. This is what you'll hear very often. I'm just being honest. yeah good I I appreciate your honesty I don't appreciate your delivery. Yeah. So again can we
0: separate the content from the delivery? But going back to content I mean if I'm a parent and I've been conditioned in a particular way and I think absolutely that this is what's right for my children then I'm going to force them for their own good to follow what I think and I can tell you more than one story of how A young person takes their own life because they're being pushed into a career or a marriage or or something that they just absolutely hate but they don't know how to say no to so-called well-meaning parents
1: you know yeah you just have to take a look at the amount of fear that the parent is operating under what is going to happen to my child if i don't do this this is my responsibility uh, they're going to grow up and they're going to have a horrible life. Um, I'm going to feel guilty for this if I don't do it. So it's it's well-meaning parents yes. who we just don't have
0: yes. the skills. Yes, well-meaning but misguided. Misguided. Yes, and yeah. the same situation could be with the boss. You know, you think a particular way, and therefore you you um, use fear to get the job done I mean so many people in organizations are under pressure to deliver and so you just pass that pressure down the line Uh, whether you're a head teacher or you know in a in a private company
1: Um,
0: and they'll use
1: a lot of them they'll just use the same method with everybody yes they don't see the differences they don't they don't look for the differences
0: in different ways of handling it Yes, And I think probably because it's such a common thing that fear is used as a way of controlling beha- other people's behavior, maybe the boss has grown up experiencing that as a way of being. <laughs> that's how he was treated. so when they be- come into positions of authority, that's what they end up doing, just using fear to control people, and that's in a way bullying, isn't it That's in a way bullying, but
1: you have to look in both directions the boss has somebody who's looking over him as well and he's yes. scared yes yes so it's uh he's being controlled by his own fear yes and then passing that along down the line yes
0: um, so so one of the key things to not be a bully yourself is to understand and overcome or deal with your fears in such a way that you don't pass it down the line (laughs) and treat other people badly because of that, because it's all unconscious. You're afraid you're just behaving in that way and passing it down the line. Now in the school playground, of course, it could just be frustration. You know, I had this beautiful conversation with an eight-year-old I told you about yesterday, which I'll share with everyone Uh, her name is Sarah and uh, her video is on our website. She said, I said, how would you deal with someone who's bullying you? She said, I would just realize that they're hurting. And I would go and try and talk to them and be their friend. Because if I don't, they're just gonna go and pass it on to other people. And when I talk to kids, they'll say, bullying is a way of letting out your frustration because it's a kind of release. So you're stressed, anxious, whatever it might be, you're suffering and you just kind of let it out at somebody. But the same might happen in organizations too. Adults in relationships or in organizations do the same thing, I think.
1: I agree. I agree. As I said before, it comes from here and you pass it on here. It's, it's learned responses. This is the only way I know how to deal with this. Even as a parent, I was shocked to find out, see myself saying things like, because I told you to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is, we have learned responses. And if we haven't grown, if we haven't looked at ourselves, if we haven't looked at the way we think, the way we act, and try and evolve beyond that, all we have to fall back on is the knee jerk reactions and particularly when we're in this fight or flight space. I'm scared, I'm angry, I'm in fight or flight, I am in fight, I go to the person who I think is the problem and I attack.
0: Yes. In relationships particularly, bullying is also a way of controlling people. We like to control the behavior of other people. Mostly it's men, against you know, women, but I'm sure it's the other way around too, in many relationships. Um, and that gives us a certain sense of pleasure, you know, the person, because I just want the world to be the way I what I regard as normal. As you say, my shirts need to be ironed or <laughs> the cooking needs to be done, or the house needs to be clean. or uh, uh. Did you tell me the story about the tassel and the carpets? Do you want to share that one that's so interesting
1: yes um this was uh, an executive at a very large bank and he used to come home and if the tassels at the end of the carpet on the floor weren't all straight in line um he would lose his mind he would get so angry like the house is not looked after um, And eventually, they had to go to counseling. And he was very surprised to find out that he was stressed.
0: Uh, Yes. Yes. So that's a really good point. All the studies indicate 80% of us suffer from moderate to severe stress. That's a huge number. So if your brain's on fire all the time, then... To re- a release is a kind of bullying, is then You take that frustration out of the people in your life, whether it's at work or home or school or wherever it might be. So all that is an unconscious uh, part of bullying. What about our self-interest, Brian? That plays a huge role, doesn't it? You want something, you're going to get it from somebody else. You're going to push them till you get that.
1: Well, we all operate from self-interest.
0: Um, Nobody realizes that, though. Not everyone accepts that. You know what I mean? People are—we are blind to it. You know, mm-hmm.
1: um, behind everything we do is self-interest. Yes, and if we look deeply enough into our mind, our motivations, our physical, emotional well-being, security, uh, intimacy, power, pleasure. Um, we're always being motivated by one of these. Yes. Getting our needs met. Yes. Um, Can we learn to do it in a way uh, that looks after the other people? Absolutely. Do we learn it?
0: Most of us don't. Yes. I think the first step is just to wake up and realize that self-interest is there, it's operating, and then to notice how it's operating and how you're behaving with other people. You know, That's probably the best thing we can do.
1: Unfortunately, it this... usually has to come to a crisis point before
0: somebody yes. will do that. Yes, What well, brings it to the crisis point? That's what we're trying to do with the human wisdom project is to help people avoid that crisis point and get you know, change before and be the best version of themselves beforehand. But another question for you is, just because I feel bullied, does it always mean that you are at fault? Or could it be my perception? I'm never at fault.
2: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But what I mean is that could it be that somehow my perception is um, misguided, (laughs) if you know what I mean, or it's not accurate? Um, Could I misconstrue or perceive you're being bullied. For example, you might come and just say, Manoj, your work's not up to scratch. You need to improve. And I might regard that as intimidating. I'll say, well, he's only saying that to me because I've got a brown skin and he's, you know, and it's racism or um, whatever that might be. So I think somewhere down the line, we also have to ask ourselves whether our perception of that situation is accurate.
1: Yes, I mean, absolutely. Just because I'm offended doesn't mean you're being offensive. Yes. Uh, that's this we're seeing so much in the world right now.
0: Yes. Uh, just because I'm offended doesn't mean that uh, I'm right. <laughs> you know? Yes. And you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, we just have to put that out there because, by the way, this came to me from a Scottish priest, Donald McCorkendale, is a friend of mine. So... Uh, he, he gave me that line, just because I'm offended doesn't mean I'm right. Uh, and there's the whole cancel culture and you know we could go on about that, but that's a separate thing. Okay, so now that we've understood all this, Brian, let's explore a few tips on how we can respond with wisdom. Let me ask you, suppose you're in an office, you're being bullied, you feel you're being bullied, the boss is behaving in ways that are objectionable. What are the options you have? What are the different things you could do? Well, I actually was in
1: that situation. Okay. Uh, I like I mentioned to you once. Yeah. Uh, do we have time for a little story? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So I was a salesman and we had a sales manager and uh, he was the new guy that came in. And I was doing quite well in sales then, so he didn't have much reason to uh, pick on me. But what I noticed is that He would systematically pick somebody out he'd come out of his office he'd stand at their little cubicle and berate them just it was horrible it was just incredibly abusive to Mm -hmm. the point of some people crying and i had watched this for a while and i knew my turn was coming and so i thought about it i came up with a plan so one day he's standing at my cubicle and he starts in and I stood up really fast, put my hand up like that in front of him said, Can I see you in your office, please. And I walked away and I walked into his office and sat down. And he looked pretty fuller standing beside my cubicle so he had to follow me into the office. And I closed the door and I said, You know, I see what you do out in the office. I see you get angry with people. I see you holler at them. I said, that seems to be your mode of motivating people. And perhaps it works on some people. I don't know. But I want you to know that it won't work on me. I will push myself as hard as I can. And when I come back in this office, I need to know somebody loves me. he's sitting there thinking he wants me to love him, you know, and said, so you support me. You look after me and I'll work hard. And he's uh, probably scared that I was going to ask for a hug. I said, well, uh, I knew you were a little different, Brian. And uh, thank you for telling me. And I got up and left his office. It was Preparing to address the situation. Yes. Now,
0: I think think people, as you said, may not have the courage to do that or the presence of mind. And in that case, we need to get help from outside. We we need to contact people, you know, higher up the food chain, get some help from executive other people, or whatever it is we need to do.
1: I I think you make a good point, presence of mind, because it's important to look at what's happening in our minds at the moment we're being bullied. So very often the person that's coming to us, they're in a fight mode, as I mentioned before, Mm. and they're on the attack. They're angry. And when they're angry, they have high adrenaline, high cortisol, Mm. the rational mind isn't working very well. Okay, When they attack, we go to a similar place, Mm. the fight or flight. So which one do I go to? Do I go to it where I come back at them, Mm. which starts a war? Or do I cower, Mm. which is a way of running away?
2: Mm.
1: Is there a third option? Yes. That's why I say we need to prepare for it. Yes. Because bullying doesn't just happen once. I mean, occasionally it may, it may be harassment, but it's usually something that's happening more often. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. Yes. So how can I deal with somebody who is in the fight mode in that moment? I need to take them out, and I need to get myself out of that place.
0: And the best thing to do is ask a question. Yes. So let's think of an example. Say I've come to you... And I've said, um, "Brian, you're not doing your work properly, and you know the deadlines are delayed, et etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. You really need to step up, I'm just having a go. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm really in attack mode. What's the question you could ask?
1: Um, what exactly have I not uh, met the timeline on? Hmm. That, well, that could be some, qu- some question just to kind of calm things um, down. some it, it, it gets it broader, a little broader thinking. You have to go away from that place of anger and rage hmm. to get to some other place. But also, you know, if, if you're really getting angry, obviously you didn't say it in a very angry tone. Uh, if they're in that place, it's say, look, I, I'd really like to deal with this problem with you. How could we do it in a calmer fashion so that I would hear it more easily?
0: Yes. Or how do you think what you're how you're saying things is making me feel? How how what impact do you think that's having on our relationship? Yeah. Just the question itself just as you say diffuses things, gets the person to start thinking out of their attack mode.
1: Yeah. How do you deal with it when people
0: holler at you? Do you enjoy that? No, I just stay calm. I absolutely don't counterattack because it's just going to make things even worse. As you say, you start a war. You know? I'm sorry. That was uh, that was one of the questions you could have asked. Uh, <laughs> oh, the other way around. Sorry. <laughs> See, it's working. It's working.
2: <laughs> sorry. Good one. Okay.
0: I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel if people holler at you?
2: Yeah. Uh, but
0: we need to have courage too, don't we, to stand up to bullying, because it's yes, never going to and... go away. The pattern will continue, and if you don't stand up to them, some people just feed on weakness, and they just, you know, will. Have you noticed in the school playground the same person gets picked on, or you know, in metaphor, it same thing happens in organizations. Sometimes
1: they did studies where they filmed people walking down the street and just randomly. Then they took that to prisons and they talked to people who were in prison for mugging, and they had them pick out who they would victimize, hmm. and a large percentage of them pick the same people. So it is true that some people get victimized more than others. Um, you're not going to go up and start hollering at somebody who you're afraid of. <laughs> so in somehow, you know, if, we're, if we're carrying
0: our power, people respect that. Yes, you need they to stand up. For, uh, as we said, most times, bullies are unaware of their behavior. They're just yeah. letting their frustrations act on you. The whole thing is unconscious, but you need to stand up to it. Uh, have the courage if you can, you know, or get help, as you said, from somebody else. Yeah,
1: exactly. We don't have the courage sometimes; it's too big for us. Yeah, um, we need help. So, if it's physical, we need police help. Yes, absolutely. Don't don't stop. We need. Or you a lawyer, the or law. something. There's some. Or a lawyer, yes. But if it's not, you know, we may have a colleague that doesn't get bullied. They don't get bullied because they don't accept it, they won't let it happen. And they're willing to come and sit down with us. We have a HR department that is there to make sure that bullying isn't going on within the company. Yeah. We get them involved. We have to get somebody involved. So the person who is bullying realizes, this person is not powerless.
0: Yes, yes. And above all, to, to realize, it. I think that if you're in a long-term situation, whether it's workplace or at home, you need to be able to leave too. You need to have the courage to leave. Because I have dealt with, uh, when I was working in, um, as an orthopedic surgeon as to be an a So many abused women would turn up with punched noses and, you know, bleeding and so on. And I would say, look, we have a whole team waiting here to help you. You just have to say the word and, you know, you'll get all the help. They didn't want to do that because they're afraid of change too. So I think you need to get over that fear and move on because there's just absolutely no point spending your life in that situation. Though it's not easy to do. I think a
1: really good question to ask ourselves is, will we let fear stop us from making the right choices? Yes. And that can be asked in so many different areas of our life. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, too often we do.
0: Yes. And we have Um, to suffer the consequences. And I think, lastly, I'd say to look at ourselves and our own behavior and see, could we be inadvertently bullying people? Is there a nicer way, kinder way, more generous way of dealing with others? Understanding our frustrations and then dealing with them in a different way so that we don't take it out on others. And all the things we've talked about, they're equally true of each one of us on this call as they are of every other human being on the planet. You know,
1: It's a very good point. And, and the point I try to get across with everybody I deal with is hard on the problem easy on the people mm. we, we go backwards about it it's we miss a deadline mm. the first thing we do is we ask why did we miss the deadline whose fault is it
2: mm.
1: okay in those questions everybody's defensive then everybody's covering themselves we're not dealing with the problem we still miss the deadline we're not getting the product out we're not accomplishing anything hmm. and very often the person that we end up pointing the finger at is the very person that we absolutely need in order to solve the problem yes
0: yes <laughs>
1: so, yes so it's start easy on the people hard on the problem
0: yeah and just and say we'll
1: what, what what do we need to do next you know just to, yes yeah, to exactly future oriented yes not what happened what are we going to do what problems did that cause? What can we do to overcome those? Yes. And later we can sit down and say, okay, what process do we need to, or what changes do we have to make to see that it doesn't happen
0: again? But hard on the problem. So what I'm gonna do now, Brian, is just take a few minutes to show people around the Human Wisdom app and all the things we've been talking about and how they are related. And then I'm gonna open it up for the comments and questions. So if everyone on this call, please have a question or a comment Uh, that you'd like to share with us all. uh, And I'll come back to you with that in about three or four minutes. But uh, for now, let me just share this um, screen with you. So this is the, can you see this Brian? Yeah. So this is the Human Wisdom app and it goes up and down and right to left. A new version of this is coming in two weeks, but a better design and more content. But I'll start from the bottom in terms of the topics that are covered. And these are relevant to the discussion today. So it's stress, relationships, um, criticism, how to deal with that, how to offer it with intelligence so it doesn't seem as bullying, how this can affect our self-esteem and how to deal with that. Communication, we've got a big module on communication. So how to have difficult conversations, the problems we can have, how to speak and listen with intelligence um, and so on. Um, And we've also got um, modules on success and failure, addiction, money, work, and leadership. Then we talk about all our emotions. So fear and anxiety I'm feeling the fear. I'm passing it on. But you're also in that fight or flight mode. And how do you deal with that? Or how do you manage your anger? As And if, if you can manage your anger, you're much less likely to be a bully. Underneath all that, of course, is the way the mind works. So we're all conditioned. As we said, I'm a parent. I think I know what's best for my children. I don't know it, but I'm bullying them to follow my path. And I don't I'm not aware of the consequences or our mind is reactive or it operates from self-interest as we talked about. Um, And then we have a section on nurturing a quiet mind and the art of inquiry. If you're feeling stressed and anxious right now, these are 10 minute videos to give you the different options you have to deal with that. Or if you're angry, for example, the first section here introduces the idea of asking questions And the whole idea was wisdom Wisdom comes from understanding ourselves, how our minds work and asking the right questions uh, can help us. So we also have a number of features at the top stories, a journal, a forum, podcast. So this talk will be on this uh, podcast section shortly and short videos and a blog. So I'll leave you to explore that uh,
2: in your own time. Um, Just going back to to the human wisdom project as well the understanding of yourself actually helps you to understand the conditioning and the conversations i've been having with a few head teachers actually has helped them see that when they're dealing with it actually they're trying to now understand where somebody else is coming from mm-hmm. and realizing oh right it's their conditioning and if i had experienced everything that i that they had if i'd lived their lives then I would be reacting in the same way. So there's huge power then in that understanding of the way the mind works, the way we work as humans, to empower yourself to see, all oh, right, that's where they're coming from. And as Brian says, you, you, you then can, can understand the person. Okay. So you're you hard on the person. You're more compassionate for that person. And actually, you can, and I, I believe that's part of the empowerment that you can see that person for for where they are.
0: Thank you. Brian, I'm sure we've both come across organizations where there are some people who don't just bully unintentionally. They bully absolutely intentionally because it's a power game for them. And it's a way of, I mean, the only other word I can think of is they're psychopaths in the sense that they are, in in their own thinking, very dysfunctional and they get a kick out of Just finding victims they can prey on. Or narcissists. Yes, yes. But yeah. So we're being generous to think that everyone does it unintentionally, but there are absolutely some people who do it intentionally. I mean, and are incredibly skilled at it. Yes, yes. Manipulate people, Uh, politicians. I mean, you know, sorry, I'm sure there are some really good ones, but uh, they're, they're masters at that. And in a way, in today's society, unless you can, you have that skill, you can't go up the ladder. Yeah.
2: Uh, my my question is, how do we deal with someone who has undergone bullying, has now become a bully? And according to him, this is the only way that he could survive because, you know, he has lived the, you know, other life and that didn't do very well for him. So, yeah, I, okay. I hope I can <laughs> So that's
0: two very interesting questions. Um, one you've highlighted, which is our inner insecurity can make us be bully and comp- overcompensate. Do you have any other thoughts, Brian, on how we can help someone have an insight into their own behavior? It's so difficult to do. Right? Uh, you know, some people are
1: coachable and some aren't, um, is, is what we say. And the person who says, no, this works for me and I'm not going to change. I don't want to change. Um, good luck with it. It's um, they're, they're going to have to come up against some extreme situation that's going to show them that this does not work. But as long as it's working for them and they're happy with it, uh, no, I don't know how to change them.
0: We have a question from Sonam, who is in Bhutan and just shows this global reach of this work we're doing. Um, and the question is, the people who are bullying are most probably hurting from the inside, we understand. That. And one way is to have a conversation with them. That might work with a co-worker, but how do you do it if the bully is the boss? You <laughs> touched on that, Brian, but perhaps you could just yeah. uh, go over that once more, please. Yeah, I, I want to be sensitive to
1: um, culture here as well in some places the fact that it's the boss doesn't make a lot of difference you'd still if they overstep your boundaries you would talk to them um, in other places like in Hong Kong where I live here it would be very scary for somebody to talk with the boss and that makes it more difficult where you may need support of others to do it, but you have to deal with it. It, I think that's probably the one thing that I would just want to repeat again and again. You have to have your boundaries and when somebody is continually stepping over them, you need to deal with it because you're gonna get hurt. if you don't, you may get hurt if you do, but you are 100% going to get hurt if you don't. Yes, You're in a bad situation. The only way of possibly winning in it is to deal with the situation.
0: Yeah. Otherwise you lose for sure. So I think there's no formula, Sona, I might say. It depends on the context, depends on your situation there and the cultural context too. But as Brian said, it needs to be dealt with. So it could be Say, I want to have a conversation with you, take them aside, not in the heat of the moment, but separately. So that's always a good thing to do. Don't do anything when tempers are high. And just explain, do you realize the impact you're having on everyone around you? And you're not going to get the best from people by behaving in this way. And I say this, you know, and of course, that carries some risk. You could write a letter, anonymous letter, you could find someone else to go and talk with, take someone with you. Uh, But the key thing is it needs to be addressed, because if it's not addressed, you're going to continue to suffer, and that person's not going to change, so in a way, you're helping that person also grow by giving them some feedback and insight, but thank you for that. Um, And again, all the things we've talked about are dealt with in depth in the human wisdom Map, so please have a look. Great. Any other last minute comments or uh, questions? Otherwise, we'll, we'll call it a day for today. Um, ah, Manisha from Canada. Okay. Says, um, sometimes a victim of bullying gets comfortable in the situation or is scared that if they leave, it'll get worse than the other one. How to deal with that? My question relates to a workplace. You're too scared to leave the job because you feel it might be bad in the other one. Well, this applies to relationships too. You know, Most people continue in abusive relationships or unhappy relationships or unhappy jobs. When all I can tell you is everything good lies on the other side of fear. <laughs> you don't wanna look back at your life and think I lived my life in fear. You wanna look back at your life and think, I had the courage to, to make those changes. And yes, it may not all work out on day one, but life has a real way of taking care of you. You just have to have the courage though to take that step out. And you, your fear rationalizes your mind or your mind rationalizes to convince you to stay where you are, but that's just your fear talking. It's not the truth. Brian, anything to add to that?
1: And just what I said before, don't let fear stop you from doing the right thing. Yes. If you don't deal with this bully, will you deal with the next bully? Yeah. And I'm not saying every situation needs to be stayed in. But I am saying that you have to stand up to people. You have to stand up for your own self-respect.
2: Yeah. Own so- your
1: own power. And sometimes you need help in
0: doing that. Don't be shy to ask for help. Yeah. Because the app has deep it modules in depth on all these subjects, anger, fear, conditioning, and communication. And I'd suggest have a good look at that, Manisha, that you might find some benefit in that. This podcast comes to you from the Human Wisdom Project. To find out more, please download the Human Wisdom app or visit humanwisdom.me. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.